Welcome to Fuel for Life. I'm Dan Steep, and this podcast is being brought to you by New Beginnings Ministries from Marysville, Ohio, United States. Jesus said in John 10.10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that they may have life and have it abundantly. So we're going to continue in our podcast uh, searching through the scriptures for the ingredients to this abundant life that Jesus uh, promised us and paid for us to have. So I'm continuing uh, with part two of why you don't have to live in sin. And the starting point is this, refuse to accept the dominion of sin over you. We have to, once we realize from God's word that we don't have to live in sin and that God has provided a way for us to live victoriously over sin, then we have to, from this moment forward, refuse to accept the dominion of sin over our lives. Romans chapter 6, verses 12 to 14, and and the scriptures are going to be taken from the New Living Translation in this episode. It says, do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of of God's grace. So verses 12 and 13 basically are telling us that we have to refuse any longer to accept the dominion of sin over our lives and over the physical members of our body. He says, instead, yield yourself, your will, and your body to God the Holy Spirit. And this leads us to the assurance In verse 14, it says, sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Do you believe that? If you don't, you won't experience it. If you believe you're going to continue sinning, you will. So even if you don't feel it, and even if you don't feel like it, believe by faith that sin is no longer your master and you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Because this journey that we call Christianity is a, a journey of faith in a supernatural God. And that means that we can believe by faith in something greater even when we don't see it, even when we don't feel it. And notice what it says then in the last part of verse 14. He said, instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. If you're going to walk in the Spirit, you can't walk in the flesh. If you walk in the flesh, you can't be led by the Spirit. There's a total incompatibility between the Spirit and the flesh. You have to make a personal decision. Ask yourself, where do I belong 
If you're a professing Christian, where do I belong? Operating in the Spirit or operating in the flesh? I think most people know the answer to that, but even if you're not sure, I believe your inner man, that the Spirit within you will lead you to the right decision as to where you belong. Yielding to the Spirit and being led by Him is the way to escape from continuing in the slavery of sin. And what good is having your past sins forgiven if you're still controlled by the rebellious nature? Romans 8, 12 to 13, put it this way. It says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. Our problem is we, we think that this, these verses, we think that this book of Romans was written to unbelievers, but it clearly was not. Just listen to how the Apostle Paul starts in verse 12. He says, Therefore, dear brothers and sisters... It doesn't get any clearer than that. If you live by its dictates, you will die. The dictates of the sinful nature. If you voluntarily and deliberately go back into the old, unregenerate, rebellious nature, you'll die. Period. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. I don't know about you, but I think I do. I think you want to live. I know I want to live. And that's what we choose to do every day as a child of God is to choose life. Romans 6, 16 says, don't you realize that you became the slave of whatever, you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? Did you get that? You become the slave of whatever you choose to obey. You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. But you have to choose. Romans 8.14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. In order to become a child of God, you must be born again. To receive the power to be an effective witness, you must be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we'll do a podcast episode or two on that subject coming up soon as well. But to live as a son of God, you must be daily led by the Spirit. For all who are led by the Spirit are children of God. Super spirituality is not required. You don't have to be saved for X amount of, of days to begin to be led by the Spirit and live as a child of God. Well, how do we do that? Romans chapter 6 teaches us the way to become slaves to righteousness. And I'm going to share these things with you really quickly I'm going to share five things from Romans chapter 6 that teach us 
the way that we become slaves to righteousness. The first one is, know that your old nature was crucified in Christ. That comes from Romans 6, 6. It says, we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. So number one, know that your old nature was crucified in Christ. Number two, reckon yourself dead to sin. Verse 11, so you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Number two, reckon yourself dead to sin. Number three, confess or make public your faith. So Romans 6, 3 and 4 says, Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined Him in His death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism, and just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. So confess or make public your faith. Number four, do not yield to sin. Do not yield to sin. Romans 6, 12 to 13, do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Do not yield to sin. I just want to say one more thing about that. The Bible says that if we resist the devil, he must flee. That's a promise. If you resist the devil, he must flee. If you're sincere about uh, living above sin, then you can resist the devil and he will flee. The Bible says no, no sin has overcome you except what is common to man. And God, when you're tempted, will provide a way of escape for you. It's a promise from Scripture. Do not yield to sin. And lastly, yield to God. Yield to God. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. That's Romans 6.13, the last part of it. Use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. So there's really a process of yielding that I think is exemplified in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. It's where Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Based upon that passage of Scripture in Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, there's some steps that are laid out in the process of yielding. The first one is to lay down heavy burdens and have rest. Jesus said, come to me all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Then become disciples by taking his yoke and learning from him. He said, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Third step is to follow his example of being gently and lowly in heart. 
or being humble. He said, I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Then and only then will we find that true rest. So salvation, being born again, is really an exchange of yokes. You're exchanging the yoke of sin, exchanging the yoke of a sinful nature, and you're exchanging it for the beautiful yoke of Jesus Christ. And this is what he says about his yoke. He said, my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Amen. Well, the first step, as always, is to make sure that you are born again. Maybe you're listening to the podcast and you're, you're deciding right now, you know what, I want to make that exchange. I want to exchange the yoke of sin and my sinful fleshly nature for the yoke that Jesus offers that's easy to bear. It's a light burden. Well, I want you to know it's as simple as ABC. You simply admit that you've sinned. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You believe that Jesus can save you. The Bible says to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And then you confess him as your Lord. The Bible says if you confess that Jesus is your Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And you can do that by praying this simple prayer, by just repeating this prayer out loud after me. Here it is. Just repeat this prayer out loud. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I believe you're risen from the dead and that you're coming back for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, let me be the first person to welcome you to the family of God. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. You've just made the single most important decision that anyone could ever make in their lives. I have one more scripture that I want to share with you as we wrap things up in this episode. Romans 10.13 says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I have three questions for you based upon that scripture. Number one, did you call on the name of the Lord? If you repeated that prayer after me, you most certainly called upon the name of the Lord. Number two, does, does God lie? The Bible says, God is not a man that he should lie. So number three, are you saved? Because the Bible says in Romans 10.13, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So if you call on his name and God doesn't lie, then you have to conclude that you, my friend, and my new brother or sister in the Lord, you are saved, no matter 
what anyone tries to tell you. You don't have to go to church to get saved. Jesus meets you right where you are. Hallelujah. Well, for those who are listening and been following along, if you find value in, in what we're bringing to the table and you'd like to partner with us to get this gospel message out across the world, I want to share with you quickly some ways that you can partner with us financially. You can go to our website at nbmarysville.org, click the Give Now button and follow the prompts. That's marysville.org, Give Now. On your phone, you can text NB Marysville to 77977. That's NB Marysville to 77977. You can find us on Cash App at dollar sign NB Give. That's dollar sign NB Give. We're also on PayPal. You can search for it at NB Give on PayPal at NB Give. We'll look for the next Fuel for Life podcast next Tuesday. And please share it with as many people as you can and help us to get this message out. For more information about our upcoming ministry schedule, you can always go to our Facebook page at NB Marysville and check out our ministry schedule. Soon, very soon, we'll have a new website up and we'll be better able to resource you for your journey into the abundant life. And you'll be able to see how God is using this ministry to reach a million souls with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So until next week, remember, God's not mad. He loves you, and so do I.